Hey guys, welcome to Evil Zombies Lair. Um, this is episode 46 of the podcast. So we've got actually a pretty good number. We're almost 50. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about some good fun stuff. We're going to be talking about the new Doom movie, Doom Annihilation. And with me today is also the director of the movie. Want to say hi? Hey, everybody. Hey, so Tony here as is the director of the movie, and I've been excited about this coming out. The entire Doom community likes Doom, and they want more Doom content. Even if they complain or don't know what they like, they will love the movie anyways, because it's Doom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hope. It's a complicated fan base. <laughs> it's a passionate fan base. Yes, it's a passionate fan base. But I'm, I'm, after seeing it, I think that they're going to actually like it, because it's more loyal than yeah, the last one. <laughs> At least storyline-wise, it's way more loyal. Yeah, well, thank you. That was the main intention of uh, everybody who worked on it. So. Oh, yeah. I, I actually appreciated that. That was pretty nice. Oh, good. <laughs> As a diehard Doom fan. <laughs> Great. Okay, so we're going to go over uh, mostly just that today. That's going to be the main topic of everything. And uh, this podcast is also is going to be playing in two places. It's going to be on the main channel, youtube.com slash evilzombie. And you can also search on any podcatcher you have uh, for Evil Zombies Lair. So with that, um, let's get into the main topic. So why don't you give us a brief uh, synopsis of what the movie is and just describe it to them real quick. Kind of like back of the cover thing. Well, the movie very much follows the premise of the first Doom game which is a something horrible as 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 happened on a top secret uh, moon base uh, a group of space marines are are called in and to investigate and uh literally all hell breaks loose and you know i tried to stay very true to the plot of doom one i tried to bring in some elements from a couple of the other early games and that's how I kind of formed the story. Nice. I noticed uh, different Easter eggs and hints throughout it, and that was a lot of fun to look for. <laughs> uh, so when did you actually first start playing Doom? Like, what was the first one you played? How did that get you into the series? I play, I first played Doom, the first, the first Doom game, and it was shortly after I had moved out to Los Angeles, um, one of my, one of the guys who lived across the hall from me worked at a, a visual effects company down in, uh, Venice. And one night we we're all supposed to go out. He was working late, went to pick him up. And he was like, you guys got to come in here. And he, they had doom set up on kind of, uh, you know, all the computers. Oh, so like and a land we, party kind of. Yeah. Nice. And we were all, and I had never played and we were literally it was probably about 930 where four guys in our 20s were all ready to go out in California and suddenly we wait next thing we know we start playing this game and it was 4:30 in the morning we had played all night killing Sounds demons right. and, um I was hooked and uh you know it was the PC version at the time and uh I just thought it was so much fun and just the fact that we just lost ourselves in the game um I just loved it. I, I, I did, you know, just thought there was so much potential in the game and it was, it was just so much fun. And, uh, it kind of started me thinking like, I wonder what a movie could look like. That was way, I mean, a long time ago, but, um, even back then I, you know, that's how I thought. Yeah. You wanted to do something 
Um, kind of like your own fan tribute to the amazing series, right? Yeah, I mean the the plot of Doom, especially the 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 early games, they were very simple, and that's not a negative when you're adapting a story. You know, it's harder to adapt something that is dense, like a, a thousand page novel. Like it took five and a half hours to tell the story of it, and they still left out oh, wow. you know, so much out of Stephen King's book. You know. Um, not comparing myself in any way, but Stanley Kubrick, who always used to say short stories were the better adaptations because it allowed you to have a, 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 a concise short story where you can add to and make it longer. So Doom's plot, which we basically follow, um, it allowed me to add the elements. And what I tried to do was that you know that exact thing like what are these elements that are the coolest things that i thought were in the doom games that could be you know made made into a feature like that. yeah and it gave you enough breathing room to be able to be a little flexible with it and have a little more creative control but still stay loyal yes so i mean good. you know because there was just some there were some awesome things that were introduced in those games that you know I mean, the original idea of the gates, they used them kind of as elevators to go up and down levels. It seemed like that would be a pretty waste of time on, if you had the ability to teleport, you wouldn't just go upstairs. So that really, I, the crux of the whole thing for me was that once I kind of locked in on what, what, what would you use teleportation for? And we're always hearing these stories of, you know, there's all these earth-like planets all over the, Mm -hmm. universe but we just can't get to them yeah it's so just too far. the idea and all of this stuff was in the game that the idea that there are these slabs that had been left by some previous being that had been here or what they were it was all kind of, that just started me thinking of the gates can be a bigger part of of a doom movie than they were of the doom game because even in the doom game they're big because they open up the portal to hell so I, I just basically, that was kind of what I locked in on um, to really, you know, bring some, not a uniqueness because it was already in the game, but to, to, to make bigger and, and stuff for the movie. Yeah. Okay. And um, so I think you answered this one, but which game was probably the most inspiring towards the concept of the film? Would you say it's probably the first one? Just... Yeah. Yeah. You know, clearly, um, Dr. Petruger is a big character in, in, in our film. So yeah, from I like to game. kind of pitch it as the first half of the film has elements of one and three. And then the back half of the film is pretty much one. Yeah. Um, I just thought like, you know, um, if you, you know, the original doom game opens with the Marines landing, going in your guys at the end, and then he's the last one to go in. So I kind of followed that model a little bit more clearly. We follow the Marines in and there's more going on before everybody's eliminated, but that's just, you know, that's where I kind of was like, because we had this ability to, you have to make a movie. So you have to set up your characters. You have to care about them. You have to do these kind of things. You have to, you know, you can't just jump into it. So that's why when I was developing the story, it seemed natural to bring and because a little bit of my vision it was always supposed to be just Doom 1. But then once I started developing the story, I'm like, we're kind of a prequel here in the beginning. So I went to game three, which was a prequel game. And, you know, Petruger was such an interesting character that made very, 
made a lot of sense for me to use. So that's probably. Yeah, and the actor for him was actually really cool. I liked that. <laughs> he did a good you job know, portraying creepy doctor. <laughs> it's really funny, and um, <laughs> I probably should. All right, I'll tell a funny story. This this basically tells you that I'm a pretty open-minded director. When he, I had a very different vision of who I wanted, and we weren't finding that person. And the studio really liked this guy, Dominic. And I, w I just didn't see it. I didn't see it, but we were running out of time. And, you know, his audition was great, but it just, you know, there's sometimes you just see it and you're like, that's, that's not the guy I'm picturing. Um, his first day was the day where it were in the, uh, the reactive room and he's got all that dialogue and he basically drops the, the characters and the, you know, the big plot. And he's got his big, you know, yeah, the monologue and he had just drove in from Romania. We shot in Bulgaria on another movie all night, and he arrived to shoot with us. Uh, he drove all day to shoot with us all night, and he knocked it out of the park. Like, yeah. the first take, I came up to him, and I said, you know, that was amazing. And so I was a total convert, and on my way home from work, I uh, I had texted the, our main Universal exec, and I said, you know, you were totally right. The guy was awesome. So yeah, that guy, uh, I that guy was be, awesome. <laughs> he turned and, uh, you know, but, uh, so he did it. He did such a fantastic job. He's such a professional actor. And, uh, I don't know if he knew exactly what he was saying a lot of the times, cause it was very much, uh, video games were not part of his world, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a Shakespearean actor, but, uh, he totally embraced it. Nice. That's good. No, he had a good time doing it anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. What would you say? Oh, yeah. So um, what made you go with, like, the whole more focused on storyline and telling the narrative of the first game um, as, um, aspect as opposed to just what everyone kept on thinking is just guns and guns and guns and shooting? Because they think Doom Guy, they think, oh, it's all going to be just run and shoot. So what made you go with the storyline-based approach? I actually kind of like that because it was um, different than what a lot of people were expecting, and it kind uh, of opened up the doors for people who have not played the games before to give them a introduction to what the games actually have for the basic story. Yeah. I mean, the, the crux of the story that what I came down to was how do I make a, a faithful adaptation and how do I, you know, still tell a movie because mo it has to be a movie. I mean, you know, I, while there's some fun stuff about the first person perspective that was in the previous doom film, you know, I mean, uh, Hardcore Henry to me was a really interesting concept that never carried over. And you see that that's going to get tiring a little bit. Yeah. You know, the, the gimmick plays out. So I didn't want this to be a gimmick film. And I didn't want it to just be, I wanted this to start a new franchise. I wanted to give Doom its, the gravity of it is. Because, I mean, Doom has, it's a legendary game. It's an iconic game. We talked earlier about the passion of the fans. And, you know, it's it's such a landmark game that I wanted to give it a little bit more. So when I, I really took it a very seriously uh, approach, I I started thinking what were the key elements that I thought a Doom movie needed. And in my opinion, the three things that came in were demons, hell, and the gates. And I we talked about the gates to make them important. I mean, they're it's a landmark. This is what humanity's been working on to help save humanity 
the ability to travel to another earth, another dimension, another thing that could save humanity. I thought that elevated the story. Mm -hmm. Um, and then how do I bring in demons? Um, and what it started to come down to was if my, this is how my thought pattern works. If there are demons and there's angels, if there's hell, there's heaven. So it gave us the whole movie of more spirituality than maybe on the surface of just your digital guy firing and, and blowing up a demon did. And that led to the development of the characters. And if you're literally battling a demon, then you probably need an angel. And that's kind of how the development of the, of the character came, uh, the lead character, Joan, which, you know, um, you know, for lack of a better <laughs> imagination, I, I thought of who were the greatest, you know, female uh, angel warriors. And, you know, Joan of Arc kind of popped into my head and I basically took it as a very literal, you know, uh, interpretation of that, of her character in modern times. Um, except, of course, in the film, Joan has lost her faith and has to discover it through the course of the picture. So, and then by the end that, of it, she becomes um, kind of like more of a holy warrior fighting against the evil because she realizes she has to do this and, um, and she, the memories she of still, it, right? She still needs the BFG 9000 to do it. She doesn't have any angelic power. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's pretty angelic in it, itself. <laughs> it was my way of basically, you know, I cheered for that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, bringing a little more character to the picture. Yeah. Um, and listen, it wasn't, and, and I felt the games led this, you know, I know that there was a big cry for the Doom guy. And the Doom guy, you know, your, your actual character in the movie was, un, or in the game was unnamed Space Marine. Yeah. You know, Doom guy was a fan created name for the character. Um, you know, John Romero. I look, you know, I read about, you know, the original co uh, concept of that character. They want, they didn't want Lara Croft. They didn't want Mario. They wanted the, because of the technology that they were creating with the first person perspective, they wanted the player to feel that they were the character. So to me, everybody playing was Doom Guy. Everybody playing was that. Yeah, Doom person. So, Doom Marine. It's basically the Doom yeah, Slayer, the Doom Marine. Yeah, versus a specific player. So to me, you know, and that was created during a period when the majority of the game developers were men, the majority of the game players were men. Nowadays, more more girls are playing, more girls are designing, and, you know, this isn't anything about any kind of, you know, diverse movements. It just kind of... It made sense. I'm fan, you know, I'm a fan of this genre. I've worked on the Resident Evil series myself. Yeah. I, you know, Aliens was a big influence in the film. So to me, once I kind of pictured the angel battler I, I i didn't think it was a big stretch with with the success of you know linda hamilton being a female lead in a in, in terminator series and you know sigourney weaver in the alien series it all seemed to 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 fit what we were trying to do and that's how we kind of came you know i came up with the the story and the characters oh yeah and the lead female actor actress and this was fantastic one of the best oh yeah you. she was really good she nailed it i thought like she she brought you know, you write these things and you hope like, you know, you want, <laughs> you want them to bring themselves to, to the part, but sometimes, you, you know, your job as a director is to give them that guide map, keep them on track. You know, um, if, if they've come to play and they bought into the character, very minimal direction is usually needed. What she was doing was bringing 
a soul and a humanity to maybe that wasn't necessarily on the page. So I give Amy a lot of credit, you know, because some of those scenes where, you know, she did bring a lot of personality. Even when she's using the chainsaw in the most, you know, she's kicking ass, she's doing all this stuff, she's daggering these things, blood splattering on her face. And when she drops the chainsaw and all the spit and blood are coming down her face, you look at her, her eyes, she's there, she's into it. And uh, we yelled cut and I was like, that's great. And she goes, oh, can we do another one? I had all snot. I go, we can do another one, but I'm going to use the snot. <laughs> Yeah, the more messy it shows, the more panic in the situation. And that, the chainsaw exactly. part was one of the favorite moments in the film. I enjoyed oh, that. Oh, great. Yeah, she, it, was, it was super important for us to... To nail the chainsaw? <laughs> to do the chainsaw. It, it was one of the funniest... When I first delivered the, the, the draft to Universal, one of the notes I got was... So this is a top-secret military, ultra-modern base what's a chainsaw do, doing there? And I, and I literally said to them, guys, there's going to be things that, that are iconic moments of the game that need to be in there. Like key cards. And I, go, I go, I'll justify it, you know? So we had this room that, you know, we played up. Like you hear one of the characters say, even high-tech bass needs basic plumbing, you know? So there's a tool bench. Why wouldn't you have a chainsaw? Just in Yeah, case. it's a tool. And it came it's in handy. It did come in handy. That's yeah. one of the things so, the fans are really going to embrace, seeing that chainsaw. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that whole moment was a, just a sheer moment fun. of joy and cheers for me. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, so what kind of... Uh, okay. Yeah, what are some of the Easter eggs, uh, just kind of little hidden things that fans might want to keep their eye out for just, uh, just ahead of time so they can say, oh, I saw that. That was from this movie or this game. Um, well, there's definitely a nod to some of the legend, the legend of, because, all right, so while game one had, was the unnamed Space Marine, clearly the, the game, you know, at id Software started to develop. They saw how popular that character is, and they gave him backstories. They did the crossover. So there's a little nod to Blaskovich you know, in the film. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, and uh, the guy who's on the, any real hardcore gamers might also recognize the person who's the photo of Blaskovich's ID. Um, just throwing that out there. Um, one of the things I wanted to use was the key cards. I felt like that was uh, something that, you know, played into it. Um, you know, the hidden, there's a hidden room where you find weapons, uh, yeah. uh, that comes in later in the film. Like that was always one of my favorite parts of the game was to find that, you know, door that could, you know, open up and have, um, uh, oh my God, I got that weapon. Yeah. Um, there's a nod, there's a nod to the double barreled shotgun. Once again, Love the super shotgun this was from the studio. They were like, why would these super high tech Marines in the future have a double barrel shotgun? And I would go, guys, we have to create, a, we have, we have to figure out how to make it organic because I want it in there. Cause I think it's, Part of you know it's part of what everybody loves when you when you go from having the single shotgun to the double shotgun in the game you get you, it's thrilling so it's awesome yeah you know that, yeah that was uh that was there let's see what other fun easter eggs were there um of course name badges that we saw throughout the film at times yeah you know that um i didn't want to overdo the because i felt that the like I said, I didn't want to just retread where a previous Doom movie had gone. 
uh, nor did I want to just, you know, shake it off. So I do give a nod to the first person perspective. If you notice the, you know, the, it looks like your game. Yeah. The HUD. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see it. And, and we basically kind of mirrored that. And not exactly. We modernized it a little bit, but um, and we tried to be very respectful to that. And we cut to that, you know, HUD uh, several times throughout. So, um, okay. you know, so what were some of the biggest challenges you had during filming filming? Well, you know, every, every movie's challenge. I'm sure JJ Abrams on star Wars has, you know, days where he wants more time and money and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, viewers don't want to hear about budgets and stuff like that, but you know, this was easily the most challenging film of my career. Um, it was a low budget action film that had, we had practical effects. We had, you know, visual effects all working at the same time. We had gore effects. Um, these are very time consuming to do. Um, you know, the, I wanted to, to give as much done practically in camera. Cause I still feel that that's visually the, the, the best looking, mm -hmm. but there are some things that we simply couldn't, which, you know, I wanted hell to look very different than, than the film. So that whole hell sequence was, you know, a, a, a really big, you know, it took three days to film just Amy with green screen. And then it, that whole post-production process was, was very long. Um, you know, the other part was I, I just had my first daughter uh, who was born. And then a month later, I'm on a plane to Bulgaria for, for you know, three or four months. So that was personally challenging. Because <laughs> you know, she was too young to fly. And so my wife and child had to stay back. But, you know, this had been a project that had been, I had wanted to make since I first played. And then I, when I heard that they were making a Doom movie, I tried to get an interview. I had a little juice. I just finished directing like a Jason Statham movie and I was with a bigger agency and I was like, try to get me for an interview. And they had already hired somebody. So I was a little bummed. Uh, so then uh, I had been working with this division universal for the last 10 years. And a few years ago, I just had lunch with one of the executives and, She's like, well, what what universal title would most interest you in a reboot? And I was like, Doom. Doom. <laughs> so it's been a, it was about a, four years from that conversation to right about now. <laughs> so um, you know, the it was a little bit of a war of attrition to to get it all the way through because the previous Doom film it wasn't the biggest hit, so we really had to convince the bosses that there was they changed there was an all the lore. So yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah that listen i i find it a very interesting and, and it was fun a fun movie i enjoyed it as a movie film. yeah i loved yeah. it i have the yeah. i have it out there but yeah yeah i just i didn't think it was a good representation of doom because i don't think doom is doom without demons and hell and stuff yeah like you that. have to have the core concepts which is something i was really happy i'm sure the fans will be happy that you kept within the film it's so it's within that universe so it's good okay so were the cast members um pretty easy to work with to get along with do they all get along pretty well have a good time you know uh, sometimes they got along too well um they were always hanging out which is good they're supposed to be you know they're supposed to be a close-knit group except for for joan but um uh, amy manson uh she's very very scottish and you can take the girl out of Scotland, but you can't take the Scotland out of the girl. So she's very much one of the boys. <laughs> um, 
you know, uh, just really funny, crass humor. Um, you know, uh, when you do these location movies, most of the cast came out of London um, uh, because we were shooting over there in Europe. Yeah. When you go on location, it's a lot easier to become, you know, I, I tend to think like you become a little bit more of a family. Um, you know, you're at the same hotel, you're, you know, you're eating all your meals together. You're, you know, so, you know, there's two ways to do that. You either become friends or you become enemies because you're just always together. And these, this group really, you know, gelled. That's um, good. Uh, and it, it was, it was a pleasure because, you know, we, this was a 30 day, you know, shoot. So there's no time for, you know, you, you, you basically have to hit the ground running. And if there's any issues with actors that can hold you up a day or what, or hours, you know, every hour is precious, you know? So, you know, if something's not going well or somebody's giving you an issue or somebody doesn't know their lines or, you know, somebody doesn't, you know, isn't prepared to, you know, we, we had stunt training and all that kind of stuff. It, everything has to go perfectly. And then it's still a huge challenge. So mm -hmm. no issues from that. Oh, that's good. Okay. I wonder if you ask them about me, I, I can't guarantee what they'll say, <laughs> but I feel like, uh, you know, it was a, it was a very good working condition. Uh, so it sounds like everyone enjoyed it, had a good time, probably. Are, they, are any of them gamers, like, enjoy Doom at all? Or mostly um, they just came into the scripted lines? You know, uh, there were a couple of the, uh, I I believe a couple, uh, Tarek, the actor who played Tarek, um, the actor who played uh, Winslow, they were very familiar with the game. Uh, most of them were, were just actors that... Uh, at, where everybody was aware, Doom is it? Yeah, a brand it's, name. You know? it's pretty I mean, big in the industry. And my mom knew what Doom was, and she wouldn't even know what a video game is. So you know, that's it's it's because it's because it is what it is. It's you know, it's the first it's the first game to really implement that first person perspective, which is now the standard, you know, for for the majority of games and how people interpret games. And yeah, you know, and it, it you know it's and it's been revitalized wonderfully. Uh, lately, with the with the newer games, so it's it's you know it, everybody was aware of 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 that. They were aware, and I made sure once they got cast, I said, you know, this isn't just you know you're not just making a film. You're going to be part of a community. You're going to be part of something that you know. There's going to be that passion <laughs> from the gaming community, from movie community, from genre community. It's, it's, it's going to be enlightening. I, I was even trying to tell Universal, I go, you know, this is going to be one of the bigger titles simply because it's Doom. And, you know, uh, I, I was, I've written all the Death Race movies for these guys. And that's been a wonderful experience and a successful franchise. And I said, mm -hmm. you know, that action core, high, hardcore base of fan. Now you're adding all the gamer communities that are going to be aware of, of, of the game and it's going to be a, an onslaught. <laughs> and with the game coming out soon, the new game coming out soon yeah. as well, Doom Eternal, um, the fans are all going to be scrounging to find anything more Doom just to add to their <laughs> Doom library because they need to get that Doom fixed while they wait for the game to come out. Well, you know, <laughs> we're, we're not going to compete with Eternal. Um, you know, we're kind of, we can't compete with those games. I mean, oh, yeah. That's just going to bring up the hype and the search, and the search yeah. results too, which is yeah. pretty nice. <laughs> They're great. And, you know, and that's one of the other challenges with the movie. I mean, we have, you know, uh, why games and why movies based from IP of games, it's tough because especially nowadays, you know, 
there's 80 to 100 hours of gameplay on a game and you control all the action. Whereas a movie, it's 90 minutes and everything's already written and uh, you have to follow the story. I mean, we can't fool ourselves into thinking we can compete. And, you know, for, for that time, what we hope is we're a nice compliment to, to uh, you know, we're a different, we're a different interpretation of, of Doom. Uh, we try to be faithful um, and uh, try to be exciting and fun. All right. So a couple more questions. Um, if you were to have to do, like, if you were going to do the movie again and with the, all the knowledge that you had now, um, was there anything that you would probably do differently? Um, it's a good question. Uh, no, I mean, you know, uh, no, I, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty happy with where we're at. We, we, we felt like, you know, listen, if, if there's any more time or money, we'll always take that. Um, you know, I, I, I like the idea that I think that the four demons that we, four types of demons we had in the film, I think would be appropriate. I mean, uh, my first draft had like seven types, but, you know, budgetarily we, we just, you know, had to pick and choose and, you know, make some tough choices. Um, no, the cast really came to play. They really did a great job. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm very happy with where we're at. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was happy with how that came out. Oh, one second. Thank you. My Bandicam program just shut down on me. You know, I have ideas where we'd go for sequels. Um, you know, different mm -hmm. stuff. You know, introduce new demons and and stuff like that. So hopefully, yeah. people respond. They, they, we can, uh, we can, you know, definitely explore other avenues and situations and go. You know, I'd like to. I'd like to do that. I'd like to make a couple more Doom movies, but it'll all really depend on the fans. <laughs> oh, okay. And um, are there any talks of a sequel in the future at all, or is that just not even a concept yet? But is that something you'd be interested there's in doing? There's always or? talk. I mean, you know, there's always there's always talk. Uh, you know, we, you know, uh, clearly how the film ends leaves it open, um, and. When I pitched this, I did pitch uh, three films. Um, I wanted I wanted that story to go through, um, you know, because how we end is very similar to how Doom One ends and Doom Two begins the games. You know, yeah, you think you survive Doom after you, that. Yeah, so there's definitely more story to tell and i think you know visually it, it could change if we come back to earth and follow a little bit of that of a little bit of the doom 2 storyline uh doom 2 game storyline um which i think would be really interesting to go from one movie where it's all space bases to coming back and you know seeing what the demons did when they came back to earth i think would be really fun um you know, I wouldn't want to just do another space base version. Yeah. So like uh, you know, in after she wakes up and see what happened. You you know today in 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 most things you know most film companies don't like to talk about just one movie. So clearly that that topic always comes up even if there's no direct plans for a sequel. They would at least want to see the franchise potential. So you know uh, I definitely I definitely see it. I think the fans you know know that. Clearly, there's multiple games and 
you can you know keep following a storyline you can do prequels you can do all this kind of stuff but um yeah that would be the i i'd like to continue the story all right that'd be a fun thing to see in the future thank you awesome okay so now we're about to wrap up and well first i just want to remind everyone that the movie's coming out on october 1st so check that out you can get it on amazon probably every other online store that you can find um you can get it on blu-ray and dvd and is there anything else you'd like to note them on that? So um, anyways, guys. No, I hope the fans enjoy it. Listen, you know, I, I, uh, I it was, it was a total honor uh, to to make a Doom movie. It had been a a, a lifetime goal. You know, I, I, this is the seventh movie I've directed, and this, you know, it felt like the first one. Um, and it felt like, you know, I knew going in that there was going to be a lot of eyes on us, and. The ultimate goal was to make a a faithful adaptation that the fans could at least, you know, I'm not going to please everyone. I know everyone has their own interpretation, but you know, I, I want to reassure fans that you know, at every at every moment, myself, Universal, we all tried to be as respectful to the games as we possibly could, because um, I felt that that was not lack not only lacking in the previous Doom effort, but in a lot of the video games, they, they just basically, they take a character or they take an idea and they just go with it. And I felt like, yeah, that's you know, why we, we have a little bit more respect to movies it. not doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. And I hope people like the movie. Oh yeah. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Thanks everyone <laughs> for watching. Um, if you enjoyed this, please just press the like button or give us a rating. Give me a rating based on what, how you think I did. Talk to me in the comments below and give me your input. I actually enjoy talking to you guys, and I will comment back. So uh, email me if you have any questions, comments, anything like that. EvilZombie at ProtonMail.com. Okay, so have a good one, guys. Bye.